And hello, we're back. Welcome to Chocolate Covered Thoughts. Today we are going to play a bit of role reversal. And I have the pleasure of having my wife as the host for today. So please welcome her. And I am going to hand it over. Thanks, Monique. And hello, everyone. Chocolate Covered Thoughts family. Um, Today, as Monique said, we're going to change it up a little bit. And I'm actually going to get to be the host and ask some questions. And so our topic for today's um, podcast is going to kind of touch home for our family specifically, but also probably um, a lot of our listeners as well. You may know someone. And so we're going to talk today about the lack of or an absentee parent in your life. And specifically, since we're interviewing Monique, we're going to talk about how the lack of a strong relationship um, with her father has impacted her. And we hope that this will um, help heal and hope um, that our audience can relate to some of the things we're going to talk about. So, Monique, if you are ready, we'll get started. I'm ready. Okay, so the first question that I want to ask is more so from... Um, the aspect of when you were a little girl growing up, you know, for a lot of girls, your father is your first uh, idea of a male figure in your life. And loving your father kind of kind of guides us. It's when we're picking out, you know, dating and, and, and that type of thing. Like, it, it gives us a gauge for what we, what we know that we want in life. And so I want to kind of ask you maybe, when did you realize as a young girl that your father wasn't, present in your life I don't know that I can put an age to it I had my grandfather who was that male uh, figure in my life and for as long as I could remember it was him and so much so that when I would say my grandfather's name or make reference to him uh, if he called the house or when he came home from work it was hi daddy now if I was speaking in conversation about him then I would say my grandfather such and such and so that's the that's all I could could say I I remember meeting my father at about nine or ten years old Okay, so as we look at, you know, you transitioning from there not being a father presence in your life except for your grandfather uh, to the point when you first met your father for the first time at around age 9 or 10, um, if you don't mind, share a little bit about that experience, you know, what you remember um, about the first time that you met your father. I don't remember much other than my mom taking me to his church and just being a being with a bunch of strangers I don't remember any specific details I, my dad never took me to school never came to my school to visit I, I don't even know if he knows any of the schools that I went to to be quite frank with you uh, yeah so I don't have uh, extensive memory of that at all. Okay. Well, you know, I know that we as a community of uh, people, we know that it takes a village, and I really do believe that that um, 
that concept is true to how we all network together. And I do believe that it takes a village. So I know you gave us some information about your grandfather and how vital of a role that he played in your life. But were there any other male figures um, in your life that kind of helped steer you and guide you and give you a male presence? Yes, I would say my godfather, Darnell, he is a man of few words, but I always knew that if I called, if I had a question, he would answer it as best he could. Um, You know, so between him and my grandfather, they were the only two men that I could say between asking a question or maybe asking them to show me how to do something, those were the two people that I could rely on. Okay. So between when you, your father was first introduced to you um, in your life when you were about nine or ten, um, between that point and you navigating life and then becoming a young teenager, um, you know, did you find yourself uh, having or creating any negative coping mechanisms kind of um, that came about as it, as as it related to that void of not having your father consistently in your life? No, I don't think I did because again, I had my grandfather who was very present. I saw my grandfather almost daily, spoke to him almost daily. So I don't think I had any known um, negative type of coping. What I do know is that I would often dream or maybe just wonder what it was like to if to have my mom and my dad in the house I do I think I was very confused uh, when going to uh, maybe other friends houses and seeing their mom and dad and seeing the exchange of that and although I saw my grandfather and my grandmother it was different because the people that I was comparing my life to they also had grandparents so to see let's say a high school classmate and they have mom and dad and then you have grandmother and grandfather and I'm putting my grandfather in the role of my father it just didn't quite line up if you will and so maybe that was a comparison that I did in my head but I never spoke on it it was just something that I knew was there and I think outside of that I grew up with all male cousins and they had their mom and their dad and I remember having a a, maybe a meltdown if you will about why I couldn't get something that I felt like I wanted a pair of Air Jordans <laughs> and it's funny the things that you remember but I remember saying to my mom why can't I have those and 
my mom was just like, you know, they have a mommy and a daddy. It's just me. And I cannot afford that. And that was a, 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 you know, that was a hard pill to swallow. To kind of comprehend and digest that. But it was, it was her truth. And it was our reality. So that's what it was. So looking at your reality, um, did you ever find yourself, and that this can be going back to your teenage years, your young adult years, and you can even transcend to now being you know, a full-grown woman. Did you ever question or maybe ask, you know, you know what did, how can I say this, what did I do wrong? Or what was, what was wrong with me that my father chose not to? Because I really believe that if we're being transparent in this conversation, this is all about choices. Um, and I'm a parent, um, and I have to choose to be present um, in, in, in my child's life. And I, I make choices based on the fact that I have a child, and I have to be there for him. So if we're being real, you know, there were choices that were made um, from the parents' end as to him decided not to be present and accountable in your life. So do you think that any of that caused you to wonder, well, you know, did I do something wrong? You know, what's wrong with me that my father, you know, chose not to be in my life, chose not to be there for the important moments? Uh, Did you have any of those type of feelings? Absolutely. Absolutely. I definitely had the why doesn't he love me why doesn't he want me why because I knew that my father it's um it was four of us my brother has since passed so he was the only boy and so now it's just three girls left and when you're young uh, you don't know all of the details of course but what you do understand and recognizes this parent is is not present and you assume that for some reason you have been the quote unquote outcast although all of my children I'm sorry all of my father's children (laughs) has different mothers all of his children except for myself they attended the same church not the same location but the same church and so it was known that at some point he would see them because you're going to congregate or interact at some point uh, through your church and I, I wasn't included in that and so of course that definitely had an impact on on my thoughts and as much as my grandparents were present and showed up I still had the thought of why isn't my father here okay when you look back at those those thoughts and you you know kind of I I don't know if maybe you said we believe in buckets and you kind of put things in categories do you think that any of those um, ideas that you formulated 
how did that impact other parts of your life? So let's say, for instance, in relationships, like um, from making friends, did you find yourself um, holding back, you know, because of the fear that you know, people would leave you um, or possibly even if you look at it from when you started dating, um, I know you had your grandfather and your uncle and the other male figures in your life that helped kind of give you an idea of what um, a mate would be. But do you think that because your father was not present um, in your life that that, sh- that somehow shaped your ideas of what relationships look like? Later in life, yes. Earlier on, no. Because, again, I did have my grandfather as an awesome example of what a man looks like and what a man does for his family. However, in saying that, my grandfather had a very different mindset of what he instilled in us. And so as far as dating, my grandfather's mindset was make sure that the man loves you more than you love him. And I understand that with parenting, there is no book, there is no manual to, you know, tell you what's the best way to raise a child. However, growing up and then you become adult, you realize that that might not have been the the best best um, type of teaching, I guess, if you will. And I say that because it caused me to, and I understand one aspect or half of what he was saying, but it caused me, in my interpretation, to always kind of hold back and not really give of myself completely and I get it in the sense of some women they give everything they got into a relationship or into a man and they have nothing left for themselves and I did find myself doing that in a couple relationships uh, against my grandfather's better um um I guess suggestion but I just think that that was a it's hard when you're when you're trying to find your way and you're dating and you're young and you have questions and as much as I knew that I could talk to my grandfather it was still some things that maybe I just wasn't going to ask and it was I'm going to figure it out and in trying to do that you don't always make the, the right decision. And and so to answer your question, I think that because I had that role model in my life, I, I didn't I didn't have that early on. Later on, absolutely, because I I saw the the, the, the signs, the red flags of this reminds me of my father because of the lack of his presence 
and all of the the variety of things that I've heard my father say over the years and that sort of thing. So later on, it it definitely um, came into play. Okay, and kind of part of the last part of what you uh, said kind of tied into my next question, which was, I think, you know, there is something or an idea called daddy issues. And that's, you know, basically saying that when the father is absent physically, or we can even say absent mentally, meaning the physical being is there, but the, the, but the person is not vested in the growth and development of your child, specifically for girls, then young women tend to or can develop daddy issues. Um, and it can be a range of things. Um, that can go from, you know, you being attracted to um, men or women. It, it, I, don't, I don't necessarily think the gender is so much an issue, but, you know, those who are much older than you because you're looking for that 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 older figure in your life. Also, um, it can lead to other things such as mistrust, such as, you know, um, we can even say mental health issues such as depression, you know, relying on some type of substance. So, you know, looking at your life kind of in total at this point, do you think you ever developed any of those types of issues? And if you did, can you share a little bit about and what and to what extent is comfortable for you what those were and if you did see these as possibly red flags or areas of concern what you try to do to prevent that from, you know, going into or, or, or going out of control and leading you down, you know, a path possibly you didn't want to go go towards. Yes, um, I would say that. Yeah, definitely have some some level of daddy issues, and mine is definitely trust. It's it's hard to trust people not just men but people because um, specifically talking about men I would recall having someone ask me out on a date and I probably wouldn't get dressed until maybe 20 minutes I mean I, I would take a shower and I would have an idea of what I wanted to put on, but I wouldn't put the clothes on until I got the phone call that I'm about 15 minutes away or I'm about 10 minutes away because somewhere in my mind, they weren't going to show up. Somewhere in my mind, it was it was a joke. And so... I developed that habit and I remember one time maybe being in my early 20s and I met a guy and set up a date he said I'm gonna pick you up and I don't remember the time but he said "Uh, make sure you're ready and he was a military guy said okay I'll be ready conversation was great all of those things and for again, for whatever reason, 
maybe I didn't think I was good enough. I don't know. But I wasn't ready. And when he pulled up and rang the doorbell, he said, what's wrong? And I said, I didn't really think you were going to come. And that was a complete turnoff for him. He didn't he didn't ask any details and any of that, but it was kind of like a one and done type situation. So that that definitely has been a a issue for quite some time. It has also caused mental health issues, depression anxiety, panic attacks, and it's unfortunately when people say, you know, words don't hurt you, that is the the biggest lie ever told because words can be replayed in your mind until you leave this earth, and I have many, many memories of things that my father has said not good things that are still there and you try to block them out and you try to not think about it but it happens so being where you are now in your life do you have a desire to still try to have a, a relationship with your father um, and if you do then how do you see that if you can share that with us how how do you how does that look to you at this point in your life you know I I have been taught through ministry and even through my raising of my mother and my grandparents if you can visualize it if you can see it then you can obtain it uh, it's possible at this point if I were to close my eyes and really be truthful I don't see it doesn't mean I don't desire it but I don't see it And that is just my reality because in almost 43 years, there has been total inconsistency. And I believe that people make time for what they choose to make time for. And people make efforts for whom they desire to make that effort for and I don't believe that that is it's a priority for my father so much so my father does not know where I currently live Uh, and he hasn't known where he hasn't known my address in a couple years a couple meaning more than three maybe more than four 
and so I don't I don't see the relationship happening I I hear from him occasionally via text message for a holiday or a birthday or such uh, but for his mindset his children should reach out to him and if you don't call him pretty much he's not calling you because of according to him his upbringing and the way that his mother was so that's what he stands on I don't believe that I believe that I did not ask to come into this world I believe that you as a parent should have concern and care and want to know the whereabouts and want to know if your children are okay and that's what I believe Uh, so to, to answer that again I don't I won't I won't permanently close the door because if I do that then then the ball is shifted if you will so the door is open however he has to walk through it he has to be consistent he has to admit to his wrongs he has to apologize for his lack and what he has not done and also he has to admit to his wrongs as a person and then be able to say I wasn't the best example and so my judgment of you should not be when I didn't I didn't show you the best parenting that I possibly could have so for me it comes with a lot and I don't think that I don't think that it will happen okay so with that being said um, you know what did you think if there was one thing that you could have say that every say that possibly your father did come to you and apologize for the things that he did and did not do for you um, and everything could have a clean slate do you really think at this point in your life you could do you, you think you could try to build on that um, wholeheartedly uh, I mean you know I believe counseling works I think that everybody needs to go talk to somebody so I mean would you consider that as a way for you all to try to reconnect with each other I would say 99.9% my father is not the guy that would ever sit with a therapist and admit to his his wrongs and in order for any relationship to work whether it be child parent husband wife 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 husband husband friendship 
friend to friend, whatever the relationship is, it takes two people to invest into that relationship. And my father has shown that he is not willing to really give 100% consistently and invest in our relationship. And because of that, I guess that answer would be no. I Because what happens is that, and, and this is something that I have learned in going to therapy for myself, is you have to know at what point you need to decide to make a decision for your own well-being and for your own mental health and for your own safe space. And so for me, I know that I am still at a point that when when I have received the call from him, I am so irritated and angry because it is if you like everything is great and hey how you doing and as if we just spoke yesterday and so for me the inconsistency of you being present causes me so much anger and frustration that it's almost like I would just rather that you not call because you're not owning up to your wrongs and so for me until he is really willing to face that it's it's like the, the the mother who has to make the decision for her child. I can't continue to allow this man to yo-yo with my child, if you will. I can't allow him to show up today and then not show up on Friday. And then show up on Friday and then not show up for another month. That creates damage that creates a lot of issues and so at this point even as an adult now the difference is I don't need my mother to do that I have to make that decision and I have to say I deserve better than that I deserve for you to show up and be present I deserve for you to Be just what you were supposed to be, my dad. And for those who are also dealing with similar situations, and we know that it it can come from many different reasons, I think what is also very frustrating for me is my father does not have a substance abuse issue. He is fully capable. My father is a professional. My father is hardworking. My father is the man at work. My father is dad to some people at work. 
And so that is very hurtful when people see you in that light and the real people who you help create, we don't get that. And so I have to make the decision, is it worth it? Is it worth the continuous pain and hurt and frustration to allow you to do that? And no, you don't get to continue to do that. Wow. That's deep. That's really deep. And I think that part of being an adult on both sides is standing up for yourself and saying, no, you, like you said, you don't get to do this anymore. This is no longer acceptable. And I feel sometimes that as we get older and we have a voice, we have to learn to use it. And I think that as parents, no matter what, I mean, of course, a little person can't have a voice. So when you get to be an adult, you get to, you can say those things. You hurt me. And, and this is why I feel the way I do is because of. Now, have you ever really um, had the chance to either, you know, vocally or maybe write a letter and tell your father these things? You know, you hurt me. You, 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 you weren't there when I needed you. Have you ever done that? And if you haven't, would that be something that you think you could do to help with your healing? So somewhere in my 20s, I did. And I did it because I found myself being very angry in relationships and I remember reading a magazine back then called Sister to Sister and they had an article about little girls or women not having their fathers in their lives and the effects thereof and it prompted me to write a letter and I did and I shared that I had written a letter to my father with a very dear friend and her response was are you writing the letter for him or are you writing the letter for yourself and I kind of pondered when she said that and then I said what do you mean and she said if you're writing the letter for him then it means that you're expecting some type of response if you're writing the letter for yourself, then it is for your healing. So are you pre- prepared if he does not respond? Are you prepared if he does respond, but he doesn't say what you want him to say? And when she said that, I I held on to the letter for about another three to six months. Because I realized I wasn't quite ready yet. I wasn't ready for another round of, I guess, neglect, if you will. And so I finally did um, send it off. And it's funny saying send it off because my dad and I, we live in the same city, uh, never really lived um, far apart. I've always known where he's lived. My mom... Uh, early on you know would take me to his house occasionally and so I I finally sent it and he did respond and then he set up a trip for us his church was having a convention and we went to California and uh, 
um, you know, I guess that was supposed to be a, a bonding, a start over, if you will. And we had we had a nice time while we were there, but then when we came back, it was still it was it was a little better, but then it got back to the inconsistencies again. And it was one sided. It was me calling him. It it was him calling every once in a blue. And that again it was it was painful yet again. And so fast forward and being able to speak these things in therapy and realizing that this is this is a pattern. This is when a person shows you who they are, believe them. Maya Angelou said that. And as hard as that is to accept and digest, it is. And I've had people to say, well, you know, suppose he didn't have his father. He didn't. Suppose he didn't know how to be a father. My response to that is, well, after the first child, and I'm not the oldest, you saw that there was maybe some challenges or hey this isn't this isn't that easy I am the second to the oldest so then you did it again and then you did it again and then you did it one more time and so my my issue with that is why keep creating these children who did not ask to be here why why do this why create these situations with these women and I understand sometimes it just doesn't work out but as an adult sometimes you have to put some restraint and restrictions on yourself and you didn't do that at all and so you now you have four children now three who really should have had the opportunity to really have a present and relationship filled father and we don't So it's, it's, it's all wow. it's hard. Well, you know, I, I'm always a believer that even in the worst of times and situations, there's always something, I don't know if we say good, but there's always a positive nugget or a positive outlook that we can gain from, you know, very bad situations. So tell us. You know, of everything that you've been through so far, do you feel that something positive has come from this situation? I feel like my lesson, or if I could take anything from 
my father's absence or lack thereof is what not to do. Uh, Yes, things come up in life and things happen, but when you create a responsibility, you have to you have to be responsible enough to, to follow through with it. If you say you're going to do something, then you need to do it. And if you can't, you need to give that person the courtesy of saying, hey, I cannot do that. And so I've learned don't be like that is what I've learned. I've learned to decide to show up when I need to show up and to be to be dependable do we always get it right no but that should be your heart and that should be that should be in your mindset to make good on what you say Well, Monique, I want to thank you so much for sharing with us in this episode. I really feel like your story is a lot of folk stories, Um, be it whether you had an absent mother, absent father, both parents not there. I think that we all can take something from your story and apply it to our own lives. And then also for those of us who are parents or who are Um, standing in the gap for and being a parent to someone we can learn that our children need us at all levels of their life and it's important to show up Um, so I'm going to let you have the last word um, but before I do I just want to say again thank you so much for this opportunity um, to be the host on uh, this episode of Chocolate Covered Thoughts and again I hope that our audience learns something um, that they didn't know, and I hope it helps them grow um, as a person. So I'm going to turn it over to you. So I just want to thank you for taking the um, the lead and for being more than my right hand and for being my support. And um, I want to say to anyone out there who is dealing with similar issues, whether it be your dad or your mom or whatever the case may be, you are more than enough. You have the right to say enough is enough. I want you to understand that no person, not even the person that has given us life, has the right to mistreat us. You are more than worth it worth it and you are more than enough Um, and with that being said I'm going to leave you with my clothing which is here at Chocolate Covered Thoughts we are always going to be respectful we are always going to be authentic we are always going to be loving and we are always going to tell you the truth until next time 
peace and we love you